Last night we talked about, uh, Rome. we talked through Romans chapter 8. And so our theme for the weekend is about having a life worth living and living that life. So I'm giving it to you in different segments. Last night was really about really understanding a foundation that we have to live from if we have committed our life to Christ. And so there are very, very specific blessings that God gives us. The blessing of forgiveness. And we all need it. The blessing of actual freedom, being able to break free from the things that hold us into bondage. And so we talked through six of those elements, and those are, the, those are creating the foundation. So today, we're going we're gonna to step up to the next floor, the next level, and look at some more aspects of having this life worth living. And we're going to start off by talking about three facts of life that you need to know. Three facts of life. You need to know these things and uh, embrace them as truth because they are truth. They are true about God and they're true to us. And so it's the kind of thing that when you have a truth, you can actually base your life on it. You can go to it as a source of strength, as something that can sustain you when you're having troubles or difficulties. And so it's these truths that we, we cling to. Because there's deep meaning in them. For example, this first uh, fact of life is that God knows everything that's going to happen. I, I can live a life worth living because I can have confidence in the fact that God knows everything that's going to happen. The Bible says nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his eyes. The reality here is that God could see everything. He sees it all. And the difference between one difference between God and us is that we have very limited sight. We can only see what's right in front of us. If you were to go to a parade and stand on the curb and look at the parade, you could only see what's right here. You could look that direction and you could sort of make some things out. You could look that way and you could sort of make some things out. But what you can see clearly is what's right in front of you. If I could then take you and put you on a blimp. And on that blimp, you're up floating above the parade. From the blimp's perspective, you can see what's right below you. Everything's right below you. You can look this way. You can see what's around the corner. You can see what's around the next corner. You can see what's coming next to this location. See, that's the kind of perspective that God has. God has a big perspective. He sees all of it, everything, where we only see the little bit that's right in front of us. That's all that we get to see. See, nothing is hidden from God. God has a perspective upon which he can see everything. He looks down on the parade and he sees the middle of the parade and he sees the end of the parade. And he sees the elements of the parade that haven't even started yet. He knows what's coming and going at the same time. All we know is what's in front of us. So three facts. One fact is God knows everything that's going to happen. A second fact is that God has a plan for my future. He not only knows my future, he has a plan for my future. And we are all at a place in life where future is concerning to us everything about it we're concerned about what's next what's gonna where's my life gonna be next year who are my friends gonna be a year from now 
Am I going to be in a, in a dating relationship? Am I not going to be? Am I going to be engaged? Am I going to be married a year from now? We all have those desires, but we don't know what's going to happen. God does. God has a very specific plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I think you should underline or circle some key words. The word plans, prosper, hope, and future. This is telling us that God has done a whole lot of thinking about our lives. He's thought a whole, he has thought a lot more about your life than you have. He's given it a lot more very concerted thinking and planning than you have. That's who he is. That's what he does. He has a plan for us, and his plans are good. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a good future. They are not plans to harm you. God has no plan to harm anyone. All of his plans are good and meaningful and valuable. One of the questions that comes up with people is, well, okay, God has a plan for my life. Can I miss God's plan? Yes, you can. Most people miss God's plan for their life. They do. People miss God's plan all of the time. You could miss God's plan because of apathy. You're just too lazy to really care about it. You could miss God's plan because of arrogance. You're just too arrogant, too proud. And that proudness, that arrogance causes you to miss it. You could be ignorant of God's plan. You could miss God's plan because of rebellion. You could say to yourself, God, I'm not, I'm not going to do what you want. I'm going to do what I want. And in the, the outcome, you miss God's plan for your life. Lots of ways to miss God's plan. Most people miss it. But God does have a plan for you. And when you miss God's plan, you can get back on track. If you have a time of rebellion in your life where you just say, Ah, God, I'm going to do what I want. And then you move forward. In this process, you are missing God's plan for your life. And you realize, I've been blowing it. God, would you please forgive me? My sin has caused me to be blind. I have blown it. I want to reconnect with you. And I want to reconnect with the real plan you have for my life. God puts his arm around you, pulls you back in and says, let's do it. Let's go for it. That's what he does. That's who he is. So one fact is God knows everything that's going to happen. Another one is that uh, God has a plan for my future. A third fact is that God will be with me every step of the way. In Hebrews 13.5, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. None of us know what's going to happen this year. We don't really, we make plans, but we don't exactly know what's going to happen. But regardless of what happens, you can, you can rest on the fact that you're not going to go through it alone. God's going to go through it with you. He says, I'm with you. I will always be with you. He would actually say, I have always been with you, and I will keep on being with you. There's nothing that's going to pull me away from you. 
You could pull away, but I won't. He's never going to leave us alone. God will be with you every step of the way. Here's an interesting reality for me. Even when I walk in such a way that, that I choose to, to not walk with God, I fail to walk with God, God never fails to walk with me. Even when I go my own path, God is still going with me because he is right there wanting to get me back onto the right path, nudging me, encouraging me, helping me. So even when I go off on my own and don't walk with God, God still walks with me. He's with me every step of the way. In 2 Timothy, it says, even if we are not faithful, he will still be faithful because he must be true to who he is. What what faithfulness means is that in regards to God, it means God can't lie. He can't. He can't break a promise. He does exactly what he says he will do. He makes promises, and he keeps every one of them. He never makes a promise that he does not keep. Because that's who he is. That's his character. The Bible says the Lord is faithful to all his promises. The Bible makes promises. Promises that, uh, that God's going to care for you. He's going to guide you. He's going to give you peace. He makes a lot of promises, and he keeps all of them. It's a fact. It is a fact of life. God will be with you every step of the way. One of the reasons that we get concerned in life and that concern kind of overtakes us is because we lose perspective on who God is. We lose perspective on his attributes, on, on the facts of who he is. Maybe we kind of like shift off into thinking about who God is and we think he's like people. And people are a little bit flaky. God's not flaky. He is solid. He is consistent. So when you begin to feel concerned about your future, and in that, what happens is is fear begins to creep up on you because of your concern for your future. You need to remember these facts of life. They are facts of life. They are not, these are not opinions. These are not my opinions. These are actual facts that you could base your life on. That God knows everything that's going to happen. God has a plan for my future. And God will be with me every step of the way. So how does this work? What does this look like? How does this play out in my real life? How do these facts actually become something that I don't just think about, but they actually have an influence on me? They actually influence my life and my outcome. I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to pick out three different situations of life that we all face. We all have faced them. We will all face them again. So regardless of how well you did before, you can take these facts of life, apply them to the next time you face these situations, and do life differently. The three things we're going to talk about are when I'm confused, when I'm tempted, and when I'm overwhelmed. I can depend on God to guide me when I'm confused. Whenever I'm confused, whenever I don't, just don't really know what to do. I don't know what step to take. I don't know to go to the left or to the right. God promises that he will guide me. 
This is important for us because as we think about our future and as that fear creeps up on us and we're thinking, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little bit afraid. I can rest in the fact that God will guide me. When you think, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? How will I cope? You get all of these questions just flooding in on you. God will give you guidance. He will give you help if you'll go to him. See, one of the things that you could count on is that you're going to have to make decisions in your future. You are going to have to make a lot of decisions in your future. And some people, maybe some of you, maybe some of you actually hate to make decisions. You would rather somebody else, you know, God has a plan for my life. Let's just push that button and just get on track like a, like a treadmill and just go with it. But we actually have to make decisions for this to work out. He wants to give us guidance. We make choices. We make decisions. So we know, or I could tell you, in your future, you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have some difficulties. You're going to have situations where you are confused. And you need God. You need God's guidance. He can give you the help that you need. One of the things that, conf- that confusion does to us is it, is it brings in this sense of blindness. When you start getting confused, it's almost like you're slipping down into a dark hole and it's getting darker and darker and you're not seeing clearly. You can get blind because you get so confused. I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just completely confused. I can't see what to do. That's what confusion does. That's how it treats us. But you can know this. In Isaiah 42, 16, I will lead the blind along the way they never knew. I will guide them along paths they have not known. I will make the darkness become light for them and the rough ground smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not leave my people. You could have confidence in that. No matter how confusing life gets, God says, I will not leave my people. Never will he leave you. You may feel confused. You might be confused right now. And that confusion could cause you to feel this sense of blindness. You need to take this verse in Isaiah 42 And write it down and memorize it. Read it over and over. Read it later today. Read it in the morning. God says, I will lead the blind along the way they never knew. I will guide them along paths they have not known. I will make the darkness become light for them and the rough ground smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not leave my people. Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, I will make you wise and show you where to go. I will guide you and watch over you. Those are are promises. And God holds himself to his promises. And we have the choice. Am I going to believe these promises and live out of these promises? God already made the choice. He's not making a new choice. 
His choice is very clear, and he holds himself to it. He says, I will make you wise, and I will show you where to go. You're wondering what you should do next? You're wondering what your future is going to look like? Put your trust into God's hands, and he will show you. He will guide you. He will give you wisdom. It says, I will guide you and watch over you. There is one truly reliable source for clear direction. There's a whole lot of options. There's a lot of places you can look for direction, but there is one reliable source, and that source is God. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will always give you wisdom when you seek wisdom. But you have to seek it. You always get a choice. You choose, I'm going to go out and figure this out on my own. I'm going to go to God. It's your choice. The best choice, go to God. He'll give you the help. He'll give you the direction. And I know this year, next year, these are the years of making decisions. And you need God's help. You can make the best decisions with God. If you go to him, he says, I'll make you wise. I'll show you where to go. I'll guide you. I'll watch over you. Second thing is I can depend on God to help me when I'm tempted. There are a lot of things that are going to change in your future. A lot of things. Every aspect of life is going to change, except at least one will not change. You have been tempted in the past. And you will be tempted in the future. Temptation is not something that goes away. It is always there knocking on your door, trying to get your attention, trying to get you to jump in and do what it wants you to do. That's what temptation does. It tries to lure you into living a life that God doesn't want you to live. And it's it just one of the facts of life is that we are all tempted. There is no one that is temptation-free. No one. We all have our own little special temptations. Some of you are tempted with drinking. And you're tempted to just go there. And you deceive yourself by saying, there's nothing wrong with it. Jesus drank wine. And you go down a really, really bad path when you start saying things like that. It's rationalizing. To rationalize is a rational lie. That's not where you want to go. You like it? You can get tempted with drinking. You could get tempted with drugs. You could get tempted with sex. You could get tempted with eating. You could get tempted with shopping. All kinds of stuff. Temptation is always there. You have to always be ready for it. Or it takes you out. One of the things the Bible tells us is no temptation is irresistible. When you say to yourself, I couldn't resist. Yes, you could. The simple word is no. It's it. Everybody knows it. There's nobody that does not know the word no. No temptation is irresistible. 
you can trust God to keep the temptation from being so strong that you can't stand up against it. But for that to happen, you have to have a relationship with him and you have to stay connected with him. That's where you get the strength. For he has promised this and will do what he says. He'll show you how to escape. You know, temptation comes knocking on your door. God tells you how to escape it. How to not step into that mistake again. We all have a problem with temptation and God gives us the help that we need. And you don't have to walk with fear. Even in regards to temptation, you don't have to walk with fear if you walk with God. You walk with God, you've got, you know, if God is for you, who's going to be against you? No one. But you have to be with God. You have to walk with him. See, God's role is to lead you. God's role is to guide you. Your role is to follow. Your role is to obey. It's to do what God says. God says, I'll be with you. You can trust me. I'll guide you when you're confused. I'll help you when you're tempted. He says those things because he knows you're going to be confused and you'll need guidance. He knows you're going to be tempted and you need help. That's why he says what he does. He knows these things. So we need to go with him. We need to, to trust him. You know, it's kind of like a, a need for perspective, a need for a, a, it's a need for seeing something much bigger than what we could see. For example, let's say, for example, you're driving up to this retreat yesterday. Man, you are excited to get here. I want to get there. I want to get there. And all of a sudden you find yourself behind a truck that's driving about 10 miles an hour. And you're looking, you're trying to see, can I pass it now? Can I pass it now? I can't quite tell. I can't quite tell. Did any of you face that situation? You have at some point in time. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could have the person with you, not yourself, the person that's with you grabs their cell phone, makes a little call, helicopter flies overhead. Nope, 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 nope. Now, go now. And you can go and you're safe. On your own, you choose when to go and you get creamed. It's about perspective. That's what life is like. With a temptation, you go it alone. It doesn't work out well. But you go with God and he gives you perspective. He gives you help. It's who God is. That's what he does. He keeps us from making the dumb decisions in life. Third thing, I can depend on God to support me when I'm overwhelmed. That's what he does. You might write the words down, support, strengthen, sustain. You can put all three of those in that blank. I can depend on God to support me. I could depend on God to strengthen me. I could depend on God to sustain me when I'm overwhelmed. That's who he is. That's what he does. And Isaiah 43 says, when you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up, for I am the Lord your God. 
Man, those are big words. I am the Lord your God. Whether you are going through deep waters or through rivers of difficulty or through fires of oppression, I'm there for you. Trust me. Let's do this together. If so, you end up with a life worth living. That's my goal for you. A life worth living. A life upon which you live it and you enjoy it. And it's meaningful. It's, it's full. It's, it's fun. It is without all of the chaos and agony. It's with the blessings of God on your life because you have made one very, very significant choice. And that choice is to say, I will trust God with my life. That's really the question. That's really what all of this boils down to. You want a life worth living? Trust God and you'll get it. You trust him. That's who, he's, that's who he is. That's what he's about. He is always there for us. The question is, who am I going to trust? Am I going to trust myself in all of these future decisions I have to make? Or am I going to trust God? Best choice, trust God. But it's also a multiple choice. You choose. Trust yourself, trust your gut, trust God. Best choice, trust God in it. Philippians 4.13 says, I have strength for all things through Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I cannot say as a reality that I am ready for anything and equal to anything because I am so awesome. Man, I will, I will crash and burn if I go there. But what I can say is because I have committed my life to Jesus Christ, because I am faithfully following him, because he is infusing me with inner strength, therefore, I am ready for anything. I can face anything because of the power of God working through me. It's not me. It's God working through me. It's a power that's available. The catch is, is that it's not automatic. I need to, first of all, ask Jesus Christ into my life. And when I do, he infuses me with power. And it's available to me. Second thing is I need to step out in faith and trust God to guide me, to help me, to support me. Because he wants to do those things for me. He's promised to do those things for me. He has promised to guide me when I'm confused, to help me when I'm tempted, and to support me when I feel overwhelmed. We can trust the God that we are talking about. So my encouragement for you, put your trust in God. Put your faith in God. He will not let you down. Let's pray. Father, I am grateful that you have made promises and you have kept promises. I pray that we would tap into our relationship with you and that we would, that we would live this life, a life that is worth living because it's a life that is a reflection of your son 
in us. I pray that we would commit our lives to you. If we have committed our lives to you, I pray we would shore up that commitment. That we would build it strong and firm on a foundation of your word and of your spirit. And I pray we would live wholeheartedly for you, trusting you with our future, putting our lives into your hands. I know that you would care for us. You will guide us. You will help us. You will support us. I pray we would all choose to say, I will go with God and trust him. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.